Blog Talk Radio. Archangels, ghosts, and Bigfoot, oh my. It's just another night for Supernatural Girls. Real stories, real answers to life's biggest supernatural mysteries. And now, for another exciting interview with paranormal experts from this world and others. Here's your host, paranormal researcher Patricia Baker, on the one, the only, Supernatural Girls. Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of Supernatural Girls Radio. It is September 6th already, oh my gosh, and I'm your host, Patricia Baker. I'm here with my co-host, PK. How are you tonight, PK? Absolutely fabulous, looking at all these wonderful things that are about to trap all of us. (laughs) (laughs) Well, do tell. What is coming? you got to share. Well... We have to take a look at September, the energy, the personal year that you're in, have been in all year. Everything's doubling up. It's for the quick fix, quick changes. So the month and the year being the same, you're going to get twice as much of the good stuff as well as the bad stuff. So remember that September, it's going to be some of a fabulous month when you take a time to catch up with the unfinished business that's been going on all this year, but you may want to feel that the month of September is going to be extremely intense. Like all things, when mm. you're dealing with more than one or two issues, there's going to be an overabundance. So the good stuff will be doubled up, but so will the negative things. Too much of a good Uh-oh. thing to make us lazy and complacent, so the goodies aren't really appreciated as it could be. So when a problem huh. arises, it's even more important that we address the issue, repair it, fix it, reorganize it, and then work off the issues because we're still dealing with the mercury retrograde for a bit, and that includes car trouble, computer trouble, which I can attest to, and anything dealing with electronics, which I can again attest to. So that's my month. I hope yours is better. Oh, my goodness. Well, I hope everybody's is better. My goodness, but thank you for sharing that. I. Well, I wanted to share with everybody about my experience with our bear that's been coming to visit. So, yeah. Those of you that are that have friended me on Facebook, I posted a picture. And <clears throat> this bear is very interesting. As you, you remember, PK, we've had a lot of uh, people on the show doing animal communication and, and all of that, and it's, it's been great, very informative and and very helpful and very touching a lot of times with what they have to say. Yes. So anyway, this bear has been coming around to say hello, and he's gorgeous. He's got a gorgeous coat on him, shiny. I wish I had hair like that, I'll tell you. It's gorgeous. And he hasn't been aggressive. It's like when he he walks um, he walks onto the lawn, and I happened to open the door with the dog and, of course, saw the bear and picked up the dog right away. And we just looked at each other, and Phoenix looked at the bear, and his eyes got super big. He's <laughs> like, what the hell is that? 
um, but <clears throat> the bear was very nice, and he looked at us, and then he just walked back into the woods. And that's been his pattern. I, one time I was watering the lawn, I mean, in my garden, and I looked up, and he was standing right there just watching me water the lawn. But when I looked at him, he figured it was time to go. So he turned around and walked away. So he's not aggressive. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I put a camera out because I wanted to see what else he might be doing. And I got a picture of him with a husk of corn from my garden in his mouth, which I thought was hilarious. So I went out into the garden and I looked to where he got the corn husk from, and he had pulled up almost all the corn (laughs) and had sat down and eaten all the little kernels right off of it. But the funny part was that where he sat down and ate the corn was not really near the camera. He actually had to make an effort to walk to the camera and pose with that piece of corn in his mouth. So I think he was saying something. I don't know if it was thank you or ha-ha, I got your corn, or plant more (laughs) next year. I don't know, but it was adorable. And anyways, I look forward to seeing more pictures if you want to see the picture, then just friend me on Facebook. You'll see it there. And it's it's an adventure and a half up here with all the wildlife we have, and I respect oh, yeah. all of them. We don't have hunters on the property. We, um, we are happy to see all of these animals. So here we are. We've got a new bear friend. <laughs> so. Well, that's nice. Every yes. year we've got something to show, for show and tell. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep, and it's a great picture. I mean, it's so crystal clear. It's 5.30 in the morning. It's still dark, but he came out beautifully. So very, very happy about the photo. So anyhow, um, wow, we have a very talented guest. Thanks to you, PK. This is a friend of yours, and she is on the show with us tonight. Astrologer Dawn is here, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about her. Then we're going to bring her on to the show, and we're going to be talking about intuition and predictions. So we have a great show lined up for you tonight with Astrologer Dawn. Now, Dawn was born in England, and she's now living in the USA. However, she was fortunate to grow up in a family who understood the metaphysical world. Wow, that's really a gift. So from a young age, Dawn was exposed to a wide variety of experiences and lifestyles that allowed her to observe people and tap into her natural intuition. So Dawn studied astrology with Julian Lee, Eugene Moore, and many others. She was trained in natal and relocation astrology, advanced tarot, as well as an understanding of the basics of the Venus sequence. We have to find out what that is. Human design numerology as well. Dawn is a past president of the American Tarot Association. Now, astrologer Dawn believes that when you follow who you are at your core, which can be seen in your astrological and human design charts, you can customize a life experience that works for you. Now, a customized lifestyle includes monetizing your passions, talents, skills, experience, knowledge, wisdom, and education to bring joy and fulfillment, a life in flow, 
consists of success financially, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and physically. At age 36, Dawn created Astrologer Dawn and Evolving You and embarked on the entrepreneurial journey of a metaphysical practitioner and business coach. Dawn's sessions include a blend of the alternative, traditional, metaphysical, and practical to assist, validate, and empower the client's journey. Astrologer Dawn continues with her commitment to share her wisdom, intuition, knowledge, tools, and resources, both alternative and traditional, to empower you to evolve and become more aware of your choices in both your personal and professional life. Now, we are going to have quite the conversation with Astrologer Dawn right now, and we're going to give you the information, too, of how you can get a hold of her. But for right now... Astrologer Don, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Can I get an appointment with that woman? <laughs> I know she sounds great, doesn't she? Yeah, we'll all the time. Doesn't she? I was listening and I was like, wow. And then really? I was thinking about the ten, you know, ten thousand hours that we have to put in to, you know, perfect what we're doing, and it doesn't matter what your industry is and that includes the one that we're all in um we have to put in our time so that we can you know give the best information to other people and uh, of the highest level so that's that's always been my goal and i guess reading that that sounds like i'm doing the the right thing (laughs) (laughs) now growing up in a family that that accepted all of this wow you are so lucky. So this this whole yeah. theme was throughout your family. So both your mother and father were accepting of it. Did they practice in the field as well? Well, my my mom, I, I had the funniest experience when I was about 12. I was looking over the fence with my best friend, Helen, and we were looking into the living room. And my mom was doing a reading for somebody. And Helen said to me, don't you think it's strange that your mother reads those cards? And I said, you mean your mother doesn't? So my (laughs) assumption was, you know, my assumption was that everybody did that. So for me, it was normal. Um, All of the, um, my mom, the cousins, the aunts, not the uncles, but the aunts, they all went to a woman called Mrs. Smith. And Mrs. Smith, no, Mrs. Bright, Mrs. Bright. And Mrs. Bright, they would all take turns, and all the cousins, we were only like five years old, we would all go play out in the garden, and this is back in England, and then all the women would go to Mrs. Bright, and she would tell them their future, and it was kind of neat, so I grew up around that, my my grandparents on my mother's side were very religious and so they did not like it if my mum did anything like that so she moved away but actually my grandparents on the other side were very accepting and I would imagine that as long as it benefited my father there would be a reason that then that it would be okay that my mum did that because my father (laughs) was first my father put himself first second and if there was any left over third too so uh, you know a, a, the lovely man to know life and soul of the party everybody loved him but you didn't want to be married to him or related to him so um, but, you know, all, all is forgiven once we go through our first satin return I think that's when we first forgive the father so sometimes we drink 
you know, 27 and 31, because it can, you know, span that length of time. But when we're going through that period of time, and of course, by the time we get to that next one, um, you know, that, that second one, it's not supposed to be such a jolt when it comes to letting things go. We're normally mm-hmm. at a point in our life where we're more seasoned, we've had more experience, we've asked ourselves, is this the hill you want to die on? Um, you know, right. and if it's not that big a deal, you don't make it a big deal. But the things that are important, you stick with that more. Um, before I started my business, uh, when I was 36, I'm 63 now, um, I worked for the Arizona Theater Company, and I was the company manager. And at one point, Olympia Dukakis came with her whole family, and they were doing... Uh, I don't remember, Chekhov, it was a Chekhov play, I think. And I was in Whole Foods with the Olympia Dukakis. And of course, people were looking. There was some television series going on on PBS at the time, set in San Francisco that she was in, that was brilliant, that won some kind of Emmy. And I said to her, so who bothers you most, young people or old people? She said, oh, old people. And I said, why, why is that, do you think? She said, because when you hit 50, honey, you don't give a fuck about what anybody else thinks. And I thought, that's <laughs> one of the best things. It was one, and I was, I was 30 at the time. And so I was like, wow, I can't wait to be 50 and over. Because that's, that's when you can really be whoever you are. Because so what? Um, right. You know, and if we don't, if we don't step into our power, when are we going to do it? You know, it really yeah. becomes more right. of that. And yes, you know, I mean, astrologically, I can see, you know, th- what happens during our twenties, trying to discover who we are, then having that first Saturn return, coming out of it, and sort of flowering a bit, and and recognizing, oh, I need to go in this direction, that direction. You, you know, usually. During the Saturn return, a lot of times people have children or get married because that's part of all of that. And, and you know, you, you see then at 40 where that changes and there's an opposition going on and it's like a crisis, uh, especially in men. So you can watch things astrologically to see in general how people act at a certain age. But it's also because of their astrological chart as well. Uh, and you can see how they react to different experiences. So I think knowing yourself through your own astrological chart and owning it, so trying to be something you're not. Um, right. and, also your, and also your human design chart, because to me that is like astrology on steroids. Um, so being <laughs> your human design chart is also important. You know, um, when we were off the air, I was looking at both Patricia and PK's charts. And, you know, Patricia is a manifester. There's only 9% of us. And I say us because I'm also a manifester. There's only 9% of us out of 8 billion people. And you have a certain way of moving in this world. And the best way for you to move around in this world is to inform people of basically what you need to have them do is what you're really informing them of, but you're informing them of what, of what Yeah, she's very good at that. It's her job. It's her it's job. The manifestors, were, the manifestors were the queen. Now, Patricia, uh, PK is a manifesting generator. 
So she has a defined sacral energy, which you do not have, Patricia. That means mm-hmm. she can work consistently at something. She, she's much more consistent than you at doing something. But she's, she's not really here to inform. She's here to respond to something. So, oh. you know, if you, so I work with another manifesting generator, and I might call her and say, I want to do some classes around intuition. Do you want to do them? And she'll say yes. And so, I mean, we split the cost. I just split the profit and the cost between both of us because I know she's going to create all the documents behind it. I know she's Mm. going to, you know, set up the new Facebook site. She's going to get the recordings out. She's going to put all the dates in Zoom that we need. I just have to worry about content because that's what, as a manifester, and this is you, Mm -hmm. Patricia, content. But but Mary is really good at all the other things. She's very good at knowing what to do and how to build all the structure around it. And I'm not interested in that. And I understand that because I'm a manifester. I might get interested in it for 10 minutes, but you have to bottom line <laughs> me. I don't, I don't want to know your process. As a manifester, I'm not interested in your process. I want the bottom line. I ask my, right. I ask my eldest yeah, I asked my eldest son, who is a generator, the other day. I asked him, I said, this is what I need you to do on YouTube. And then he started to tell me what he was going to do. I go, you need to stop, honey. I said, I'm not interested in your process. I, I don't, uh, what I want to know is numbers, and I need it in writing, and I need it emailed to me. That's what I want. And you give me the bottom line, and he's like, okay. And it's like my husband just sort of looked at him and goes, you're never going to be able to explain these things, so she's not interested. And that's a manifester. Whereas a manifesting generator is very interested in all the pieces because they want to make sure it's done correctly. Right. So, so it's a good complementary relationship. Oh, yes. Yes, very much. Because within your human design chart, there are some, there are gates and channels. Gates are, gates are half of a channel. And so what I look at is, do you have one half of the channel and PK has the other? Do you have a full channel in a certain area and she has something in another? Because that can enhance the relationship. Just like when I look, you know, at the your astrological charts, you know, I, and I don't look at the sun signs. I just, don't, I just think that's a waste of time. Um, I look at the moon to start with. And, you know, mm-hmm. with PK's being in Scorpio, she's very interested in the depths of things, the psychology of things. Now, it can go dark, which is why she can tell you quite easily the negatives of things and what might be coming up. Whereas, mm-hmm. of course, Patricia, your moon in Libra is how do I balance that out? You know, where's right. the balance here between that? Um, and so it's not really about whether that is a compatible thing for two of you. It's something that you both bring that's different, different type of energy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and you, and you sort of have to look at that. You know, PK, with her communications in Libra, is always looking for the balance and everything. And she can see every side of things. Like she can see it from this person's side, she can see that person's side. Um, but ultimately, she has to make a, a decision. Whereas, Patricia, your communications, you know, are in cancer. So, you know, there can be quite a bit of an emotion around what you speak about. You know, you can be quite attached to to certain things, and you're able to speak about them. You know, when I when I look at your 
Mars, both of your Mars, PKs in Virgo, you know, can be very succinct. I always think of that Virgo as being very succinct in the information that they give. You know, this has to be, Mm, you have to make sure this is done, this is done, and that's done. Whereas, you know, Patricia, you like quite a lot of different subjects because of that Sagittarius. You know, there's quite a lot of different Mm -hmm. subjects that you're interested in, in the realm of the spiritual. You know, it can be astrology, numerology, runes. It can be, and it can still be psychology as well. But you want to see how all of these pieces fit. You know, that's a big thing for you is how do all of these pieces fit? And then, of course, you know, with Mars in Sag, you want to broadcast things to people as well. And then PK has a Jupiter in Sag. So, you know, together that can be um, a very nice combination. So, you know, it's not like somebody's asking you to get married. When, you, when you're when you getting married, you want <laughs> compatibility. You, want, you right. want really good compatibility. But you don't want that, actually, in a work situation. What you want is somebody who has got different a different skill set. Because with Pluto moving towards Aquarius for the next 20, week, 20 years and starting full-time November the 18th, 2024, for women, it's really going to be about collaborating. You know, this is going to be about humanity, us caring about others more deeply, us looking at how to solve problems when, you know, with Pluto and Aquarius, how to make sure that, we each have individual freedom. You know, that is going to be so important that the laws will change, and specifically in this country, because what's going on right now in America has not happened since 1776. And so we all Mm -hmm. remember what happened in 1776, but we're in a different, you know, we're in the age of technology, not muskets. Um, obviously, there's going to be stray people out there that do things that mm, would make it appear that it's 1776. But I'm sure if we went back to 1776, it would be nothing like it. Uh, you know, there would be bodies strewn everywhere and, you know, land being grabbed at a very, very different period of time. But also technology, uh, you know, yes, of course, AI because that, we're just touching on that, just touching on AI. So that's going to become a big thing. Um, yes, there will. Will, be a, will be a restructuring of our institutions as well because it, it, it's pretty obvious and it, and it doesn't, it, it's not about whether this, this, this is good or bad. It's not good or bad because I, I don't see any of this with judgment. Um, it's, it's that in the last few years, everybody has been able to see the distinct differences between the 1% and everybody else. So it's just about we've been able to see that. It's not whether anybody wants to do anything about it, to change it, whether people are annoyed or happy. That's not relevant. It's because of what's going on with Pluto. We've been digging up what's going on with the wealthy, with corporations, um, with education, with the church, with the government now it's more it, it, it there's more of a focus in america on all of that because we are going through our first pluto return it takes 248 years to have a pluto return so we are living in a country that's going through its pluto return so pluto is death 
it's digging up. It, it, mm-hmm. It's digging down deep and finding out what's underneath, what's holding us back, what's pushing us forward. So the pendulum, you know, the fact the country is so split politically, the pendulum will swing center eventually. But it's swinging, <clears throat> excuse me, it's, it's swinging extremes both ways. But it will come back to center. But it is going to take us moving into the Pluto, into Aquarius, to where we look at things from a different perspective than we've looked at Pluto and Capricorn, where the wealthy have all the power. Um, And what we've seen is people not going back to their jobs since COVID. They've been enjoying working from home. And people are like, I don't think so. And if you're not going to, and if you're going to try and make me, I'm just going to get another job that's going to let me work remote at least three days a week. It's like the... The owners have lost their power, and there's a reformation of power that's going on that's going to be more collective. Now, for women, and I always love this story that I made up, but it's, I just love it because it's so true. You drop, <laughs> you a, man and a, yes, you drop a man and a woman at a grocery store, give them a list. The woman will come out with telephone numbers of the local dentist, doctor, uh, a woman that's invited her to some charity event that, you know, her and her husband can get involved with, and she'll have completed her list. The husband will come out with not only everything on the list, but many, many more other things that are not needed. But he won't ask anybody for anything. So we're very different in that way. So we've already got a head start. Women already have a head start because we're already – we work better with collaboration than hierarchy. Um, and as we move into this Pluto in Aquarius, our goal, my best friend Catherine um, Young says this, what's your secret source? Because that is what we need to look at individually in ourselves. What is our secret source? And then how do you form that into something else? And then finding your tribe, because Aquarius rules tribe, Finding your tribe of people. So we're already doing us. Us three are in a tribe right here. We all have a similar belief system, and we're all involved in the metaphysical, the spiritual. Um, you know, nothing would ever surprise me if somebody told me something. You know, oh, well, did you know I just saw this ghost, this person? Oh, really? How was that for you? What was your experience? Like nothing phases any of us or surprises us when people talk about metaphysical so we are in a tribe right now and that's not surprising we're ahead of the game um because you're going to get a little bit of bleed over from aquarius as we move you know there's probably going to be some let's see we're, we're at 28 degrees capricorn today in Pluto, and it's retrograde so when it moves forward there's going to be some big reveal going to happen when it gets to 29 degrees. So we got six months for that. So when it gets to where it's supposed to get to, there'll be some other big reveals. So it could be them. It could be to do with mergers that there's a lot of big companies that are merging together. And we might hear more about that because it is certainly about big business. It will might also be things like the uh, writer's strike and the actor's strike that, you know, it, it, when it started, I was when I was looking at the charts. I was thinking to myself, "Well, they've got billions of dollars. They can outweigh these. They can outweigh these people who've got rent and mortgage and kids, and they don't get paid that much." 
I thought, but you know what? We've got some of this Aquarius energy bleeding, and somebody's going to come up with ways to, to help them keep going so that they can fight this. And it's not whether that's something I would wish for or not. I'm not involved in that area. But it's like it's very interesting to watch it and watch the planets. And then I heard about all these big stars donating millions of dollars to this particular fund that will support the the strikers for going on. So it's, it's very interesting how astrology, you know, we always say as above, so below, and it's so below mm-hmm. as above. I mean, you know, it's not very difficult to see if you understand astrology that, that all the digging up that has been going on. And there's a lot of it that's ultimately for good, of course. You know, I mean, all of us, I'm the youngest here, and I was born in 59, you know, and I'm the youngest here, but none of us should be in Congress. You know, none of us should be involved in <laughs> politics. We're going through this major shift, you know, where we, the young people, because Aquarius rules young, new, I mean, it, it, it's, it's all going to be what it is they want, whether it's the generation that's 23 now or the ones that are just being born now. It, but that, those generations are going to be much more involved, but in a different way. So we've got the crumbling of different things going on, but we have to have something to replace it. And some of those things are not going to work, you know. There's definitely going to be reasons where things are going to be done and people are going to go, oh, no, they spent $13 million on that. That wasn't a good idea. But we're not going to know without testing things out, which is going to happen more with Pluto and Aquarius. So, you know, we've, we've got so much going on. And then with just the inner planets moving around. But it's a great time for us right now to really just do some internal work because we've got six planets retrograde and you're really fighting if you're sort of trying to do something new out there at the moment. It's go back, look at the projects that you already started. What needs to be finished or what can you add? It doesn't even have to be finished. You can add some more things to it, but slow down and and then look at where each of these planets that's retrograde is moving through your own personal chart so that you can take a look at, you know, some of the things that you can do to support this period of time. You know, for example, Patricia, you know, with Jupiter in Taurus retrograde right now, going through your 11th house where you were born, you know, I would say that you might be contemplating getting involved with some kind of organizations, associations. This could be something to do with speaking, but you may not be quite sure about what that looks like yet. But there's something bigger that you're doing. And then when I look at Jupiter that's going through PK's chart, and I have her Tucson chart, so that's the one that I'm looking at, that's to do with her home foundation. So to me, that is also... You've got Jupiter and Uranus going through that. Unexpectedly, more work's coming your way. It's like you'd like to retire, but I don't think so. You and I have had conversations <laughs> about retire. retirement. Retirement is when you're in the coffin. Um, right, you know, you've got plenty, plenty of time to sleep, and you're not in that place. You're ready and raring to go. So you're looking at your foundation of what you need to do You know, to feel secure, whether it's just a few appointments a day or a few... Uh, opportunities to speak, you know, it, it's it's really looking at making sure it's the way it is for you, you know. It's like I am 
booked up for like three weeks because I just did a special. I do, usually do a birthday special once a year. My birthday's coming up. So, of course, I'm booked out for a couple of weeks. But I don't do more than two appointments a day because I'm a manifester and I don't have the energy. But that once talking to those people, I get energy to write. I get energy to do research around other stuff because I love to read what other astrologers have said about you know, Pluto or Neptune, I'm very interested in the outer planets. Not really surprising, as I'm 63, going to be 64 next week. You know, so it's not really surprising. As we get older, we tend to get more interested in those outer planets because they're generational. And so they've been ruling us for a long time. And we want to see, well, how much have we grown and changed during all that time? You know, Um, so, you know, I, I think that's something that we do. You know, it's also different when you're younger. You're asking different questions. All um, right, that makes a lot of sense. Let me ask you a question, Dawn. You talk in, uh, well, you did mention in your bio the Venus sequences. Now, I've never heard of that before. Can you give us a description of what that is and why it's important? Well, well the Venus sequence is something that's actually in your human design chart. So in what I've realized now is, now that I'm more qualified, because when I wrote about Venus sequence, that was all I, that's all I'd taken at that time, and I wasn't vested in the actual human design chart. So the Venus sequence has to do with your work, your passion, your love, and it's something that's in your human design chart. So you really have to know more about your human design chart first before you look at your Venus sequence. But you are looking at Mercury and Mars on the personality side of your human design chart, and the same, the Mercury and the Mars. And it's got numbers, and those numbers correlate to how you show up in this world and where your luck is and things like that. But there's so many things to learn. So the Venus sequence is sort of like your luck factor, and, and how you best communicate with the world to activate that luck factor. Now, luck and success are in all areas. This is not limited to money. It is, you know, emotional, mental, physical, spiritual, financial, psychological. It's all of those things So because different people have different goals in their life about, you know, what success equals to them. Um, but the, the first thing is to really understand this thing about your type and your strategy, because that is going to govern you the most. Um, mm-hmm. And 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 if you you know you can learn about there's a money channel in people's charts. There's just one money channel. So sometimes it's good you know if people want to make money, then they either look to see if they've got any of that, or they need to connect with somebody who's got that. Or if they've got half of the channel, they're looking for somebody who's got the other half. Just like PK has half of the channel, she has the 63 in the human design, and you have the other half, you have the four. So together, you're very future-oriented. And actually, what happens for PK is, and I've never seen this before, is she has there's only three channels in the head, the past, the present, and the future. But when she's talking to you, she has all channels connected. And I've never seen that before. Because I wow. don't have that with her. I don't have that with her either. I have head energy as well, but I only have past head energy. But she has past, mm. present, and when she's with you, future. So you guys huh. can talk about things, you know. 
that come up in the future. There's a, there's connections between the two of you um, because what you because of what you have in your chart. Now you know that Venus sequence is only going to tell you a minute thing about where your are, uh, you know, your destiny is because there's so many other things, just like um, an astrological chart. There's only, you know, people go, Oh, my sun sign is, and I'm thinking to myself, What does that have to do with anything? Like, it's not really that relevant, you know, it's not really that American. Well, you know, I mean, I, yeah, I've had women in the past. This one woman called me once and she said to me, I told her what my session was going to be about and how it worked and what I used and all that kind of stuff and the astrology, the tarot, the human design and also the She said, well, I'm going to need to ask my husband. And I'm like, what are you going to ask him? She goes, well, he's into astrology. I said, how long has he been studying it? And she went, well, he reads the newspaper. He reads the newspaper. I said, so you're, go- wow. you're going. So you're going to ask him who reads the newspaper whether you should have an appointment with a professional astrologer. And then I said, oh "Sweetie, God. until you've had until you've had some therapy around your relationship with your husband, don't bother calling me back." Um, and I don't know if I ever heard from again because it's like. But then also. That was certainly when I was younger that that kind of stuff happened. I mean, I don't know if PK remembers this, but many, many years ago I had this client. uh, uh, She called me for a consultation, but she wouldn't stop arguing with me. And after 15 minutes, (laughs) I was like, this isn't isn't working for me. I said, this isn't working Mm -hmm. for me. I'm sending you your money back. So I did. So this was like within the first six years of my business, I think. And and I've known Mm -hmm. PK the entire time. So then I called this woman in Las Vegas who I had known before, who was a reader. And I said, so I don't know what to do. And she goes, well, how often has it happened? I said, twice now. I said, I don't like it. I don't want to argue with these people. I just want to tell them what I see. And I'm I'm not, you know, if it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit. I'm just telling them what Mm -hmm. I see. And she said to me, well, how much do you charge for a reading? And I said, another time it was $100. I said, $100. She said, well, this is what you're going to do. And she came from the South. So she had this gorgeous, like, Alabama accent. And I'm not going to tell her. She said, you know, she was like, well, honey, this is what you're going to do. The next time that happens, you're going to interrupt them and you're going to tell them. It costs $100 for this consultation. And it costs $500 to argue with me. So would you like me to charge the card another $400? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. That's you know? great. And this is about and this is about listening to the intuition because I knew that was gonna be useful. Sure enough, and it couldn't it must have been two or three years later. I mean it was several years before it happened again. But immediately mm-hmm. this woman started arguing with me. I knew exactly what to do and I was exactly okay. And she said, You can't do that. I said, Yes I can. This is my business and I can do whatever I want and I will send <laughs> right. you your money back. Goodbye. And I hung up and I felt fine and, and never had it happen again. Uh-huh. And it's like, and that to me is also part of what we do is putting out to the universe, you know, setting boundaries around what we do. You know, right. early on, you know, early on I had my own radio show in Tucson and I, so people would know me. And I would go, I went to this party once and I ended up talking to this dentist and he said to me, so what can you tell me about? me and I looked at him and I said what do you do for a living he goes I'm a dentist and I opened my mouth and I pointed I stuck fingers in my mouth as badly as I could to point to my back tooth and I said can you tell me what's going on with my tooth and he looked at me and he goes well you'd have to come into my office and I go really 
but what, it's no different for me? You, you know, yeah. So I'm at a party. You know, I am honoring the gift I have. It's what it, it's a gift that I have, but I do it for work. And I'm not going to be going to a, a party where I'm supposed to be just, you know, another guest enjoying myself and then be asked to work because that's a different event mm-hmm. and I get paid for that. Or didn't we, PK? We, we used to do a party yep. every year. Um, on Halloween exactly. for an old yeah and I would always take PK with me I couldn't do it on my own there was too many people and certainly by the end of the night they're too drunk which is why we had a cut off time but when they could talk to us you know we had a cut off time but it was always a lot of fun to do it together because we could talk about it on the way home and uh, and oh, they, yeah. were well. they were very very satisfied clients so it was a lot of fun Don, let me ask you about a little bit more about intuition because everybody has it, yet yep. some people have the volume turned down really low. That's how I think of yes. it. So yes. some people the volume's turned up high, so they can't miss yes. the messages. But yes. other times, you know, with people, sometimes it comes the message is garbled or they don't hear it uh, loud enough. So what yes. do you suggest for people who want to develop? more so that they have a better relationship that they're listening they hear got it the voice so the first thing is they've got to recognize the itty bitty shitty committee which is living in their head <laughs> and second guessing uh-huh. everything that immediately happens in a nanosecond because if you feel something sense something just know something hear something see something and your body goes Ah, look. And then your mm-hmm. head goes, why are you looking over there? You're not supposed to be doing that. Aren't you supposed to be going over here? What about that check you need to get? You better get to the bank quickly. And, and then that's gone. It's gone. So you've got to identify your itty-bitty shitty committee so that you recognize that you have been conditioned into listening to your head. And that mm-hmm. is never going to have any answers, even for those of us who have a defined head. So PK and I have a defined head and a defined eyes. And you don't, Patricia. We can't use it for ourselves. We can only use it to help other people. No. So it's really annoying. It's very annoying. We cannot <laughs> figure out our own lives. Yeah, we can figure out other people's lives for them. Give them ideas on whether it's marketing or solving their marriage problems. or mm-hmm. doesn't really matter. But we can do that for everybody else because of the energy. But, you know, so th- there is... So much, there's really so much stuff that if we know about who we are at our core, we can live that way. So we've got to discover who we are through our astrological chart, human design chart, then look at the experiences that we've had and how we've reacted. You know, a lot of times, you know, I'll say to a client, wow, you, you know, you've got your communications in Virgo. That, that, that usually indicates somebody who is really good at communication and writing and, oh, you know, uh, that's not me. I've not, I'm, I like to do that, but nobody ever appreciates it. And I immediately go back to, so I want you to go back to as far back as you can remember. Who talked to you about your writing, whether it is what you're writing, how you're writing. And she said, well, I used to get you know, snapped over the wrist with a with a ruler because it wasn't writing cursive in, in the correct way. So I have a hard time writing. I said, so that's how you were conditioned to not write and not be who you are. 
And so when, you know, when clients come to me, I give them some tools and resources. First of all, that you've got to identify where you got the message from that what you know, see, hear, feel isn't correct for you because it is. And, and it's the conditioning and you cannot, you cannot fully go into that intuition until you recognize your conditioning and you recognize your parental conditioning is usually the first one. But if it isn't that, it doesn't have to be you've had bad parents. It can be just your parents argued about money all the time. Well, that's going to show up in your chart and it's going to show up about your fear of financial insecurity, which is going to hold you back in a career or a job that you don't want because you're just doing it for money. I mean, it just goes on throughout the life, even though your intuition is going, get out of this. You were an artist. Where are those beautiful things that you created? How about you go sell your art? And, you know, you've got your family saying you need to be an accountant. So, you know, we've got that conditioning. And depending upon how old you are is also going to determine the amount and type of conditioning. You know, the older you are, the more conditioned men and women have certain roles. The younger you are, younger people don't see that. Sometimes the dad raises the kid. Sometimes the mum does. Sometimes it's both. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it's neither. It's, it's very fluid. But, right. you know, so well, the know, one that's thing that's going to change things. One thing that's really great about how things are today with psychology and changing patterns is we have other other things to use, like tapping, yeah. which is very good, brain mapping. Oh, yeah. There's all kinds of techniques yeah. now that we didn't have when I was a therapist years ago. Yeah. You know, yeah. these things weren't available. And yeah. so now people have an instant way where they can yeah. get in touch yeah. with something that's holding them back or or quieting their intuitive yeah. voice, and they can make it louder. So, so I encourage yeah. People to always pursue that yeah. trauma release. Yeah. Trauma release is a big thing now, and they're linking it, of course, to all kinds of illnesses, which is absolutely the case. Yeah. But now they have ways of releasing it, and so you're free of it. And again, we didn't have that years ago, so there's many things to take advantage of. But I do yeah. think it's so important yeah. to just turn up the volume on that intuitive voice. I'll tell you this we once had a client, a, a guest on the show who was very interesting and had quite a, a, a paranormal existence. And he came out at <laughs> the second time we had him on the show and said that nobody should ever listen to their intuition. You know who I'm talking about, right, PK? Whoa. And wow. both of us were like, what? I mean, of anything <laughs> that we've talked about religiously on the show is yeah. listen to your inner voice, mm-hmm. right? You get into yeah. an elevator yeah. with somebody, they give you the creeps, get out of that elevator. Get out. Listen. Yeah, yeah listen to that yeah. voice. But when he ever came out with that, yeah. I can tell you, we have very rare that we ever have complaints about guests on the show because we've got great yeah. guests like you always. But that time... <laughs> He came out with that. Well, oh he, my God! Here's a, here is a real story of if I hadn't listened to my intuition, and PK knows this, so I'm, I have no problem telling it because I did therapy afterwards. I did EMDR, which is what I needed. Otherwise, I'd never be able to talk about it. But when my son was 18 years old, he got involved with a bunch of people that we didn't know about, and somebody right. gave him fentanyl. Somebody gave him fentanyl, mm-hmm. but he came home and he took it in a drink and. When he came out of the bathroom, I happened to be in the kitchen. And I looked at his pupils, and they were so tiny. 
And I said, are you okay? And he looked very grey. And he goes, yeah, I'm really tired. I've got to sleep. I said, okay. So I go back into my master bedroom and I said to my husband, let me see your pupils. And I look at them and they're normal size. And he go, I go, you need to go see Max. Something's going on, but I don't know what. I'll go pick out a movie because that's what we were doing. Everybody was like, it was like nine o'clock and people were going to bed and mm-hmm. Saturday night and we were just going to get a movie. And the next thing I hear is my husband, Dawn, you better come here right now. Max was dead. <gasps> Max was Max was dead. Now, luckily, oh my, my husband. Luckily, my husband was trained as a paramedic when he was in the Air Force. It's been many mm-hmm. years since he's been in the Air Force, but he immediately knew what to do and started his mm-hmm. heart again. I was an absolute mess, an absolute mess, which is unusual for me because I'm usually the one in charge of everything. I was an absolute, but this is my baby. Um, now. Mm-hmm. Go backwards three months. Three months before this happened, for some reason, I kept watching all of these videos about the shortage of Narcan in Kentucky. And I kept saying to myself, why, why am I watching all these videos on Narcan and the shortage in the Appalachians and how many people die of opioids? I had no idea why I'd be doing that. So the minute the paramedics walked in, this guy stood next to me with this massive syringe, and I just looked up at him, and I said, is that Narcan? And he goes, yep. Put it in him. He threw up. He rolled over. He threw up. They took him to the hospital. They gave him another shot. He's fine. He's off of everything. You know, he's older now, period of time. But if I hadn't have listened to my intuition, and I, mm-hmm. by the way, I couldn't have talked... I couldn't have talked about this until I went back to therapy. I had to go to therapy. I couldn't even open my mouth about Max. Not even, I, I couldn't tell anybody about it because I was right. so traumatized by it actually happened. And I thought, I need EMDR on this. And that's what I did. I knew to do that, you know, and I think that's another thing. If this, you know, I want to keep this intuition going because there's been many times in my life when I've not listened to my intuition. And those are funny stories. But this wouldn't have been a funny story. This would nope. be. This is my. This is the reason I say to people now: you have to listen to your intuition. Because if I hadn't, I mean, not only would he be dead, but I would never be able to live with that. And I've got an older son, so I'd have to, you know. So it's like I wouldn't have been able to live with knowing something wasn't right, not knowing what it was. Because that's the thing about intuition: you don't always know what something is, you just know something is correct, but you don't know what. And you have to trust that the universe will lead you in the direction if you just follow a path. The path is not always going to be the path you want to to follow. You know, it would have been much easier for me to just be able to pick out a movie and us, you know, get ready and do that. That's not what happened. That's not what was going on. And so, you know, it's such a big thing, the intuition. And I'd always known that. You know, I was on a a morning show in Tucson, and I did a reading for the person who I worked with. And I I kept saying to her, you're getting on an airplane, you know, like within the next few days. No, 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 I'm going to San Francisco for an audition with this radio station in San Francisco. That's not till September. This was like April. I'm like, oh, this is... Uh, I don't know, this is soon, I don't know. It just feels like it's sooner, that's all I can tell you. She calls me at 4 a.m. the next morning. Her dad had died of a massive heart attack the night before, and she was getting mm-hmm. on a plane to go to Ohio. She was getting on a plane wow. to go to Ohio. You know, right. it, it, it's like I was able to be there for her, much calmer, actually, when she told me. 
um, because I told her the day before as well, she, I said, have you talked to your dad lately, but completely disconnected from this travel? And she said, no, he's just come back from Europe. I need to have a conversation with him. I said, call him tonight. So she'd had like a three-hour conversation with him before, um, you know, before he died. So at least she got yeah. to do that, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but again, it, it, it's when we, and that was the last time that I not didn't listen to my intuition, let other people determine what my intuition was. Because she kept saying, no, 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 I'm not going anywhere. That's San Francisco. And I went, okay, I guess it's San Francisco. I don't do that anymore. I just give information to people. They can make of it what they want. They can see what happens. You know, it is what it is. If I see divorce, it's divorce. If I see you're incompatible, you're incompatible. It's just, you know, it's just a facts man now. Because right. I had to right. learn, you know, you have, you have to learn. Uh, and I did that when I very first started. I listened, How I started this business was completely listening to my intuition. I had this, you know, 11-month-old uh, crawling around this house that we just moved into. And I'd been offered a job as vice president of a mortgage company, 90000 a year in 96. And I just looked at this little being who I thought I was going to just give birth to and get back to my life. And I looked at him and I thought, I can't dump him in daycare. What am I going to do? And he used to go around and rip up the Sunday papers. I bent down to pick up the papers to put them in the black trash bag after he'd been ripping them all up. And there was an ad to work on a psychic line. And I went, okay, I'll buy it. And I hadn't read for 10 years at that point. I, I wrote one word for each card and put it around the room. And I had my husband take out, you know, eight, 11 months old out. I did, a, I did this um, you know, interview with this woman. Her daughter was getting married, but I didn't know that. But it showed up in the cards and it showed up in her astrology. And she said, you're on. I did it for a few months. And then I realized I could be doing it for myself instead. And that, you know, plus it was also psychologically really hard because of some of the people you talk to on the line, you know, uh, a grandmother whose whose kids had sold their house and put her in a high rise and she didn't know anybody and didn't want to be there. You know, that's heartbreaking. A young girl in a crack den, you know, in a crack den. So I had to go to my therapist because she's the only one that's (laughs) confidential. I go to my therapist and I said, I have to tell you what's going on and I need your help in how do I handle this. She says, oh, that's okay. We'll figure that out, how to put the bubble around you so that you don't get affected mm. by what the people are saying. Mm-hmm. And that takes that's years. really a, but very difficult. Yes. You know, listening to your intuition requires you to do that too. Put a bubble around what other people are saying. It doesn't matter yes. if they say, oh, no, you shouldn't do that. Or I mean, the number of people that said to me, I can't believe you're going to go work on a psychic line instead of BVP. You're going to miss your first mortgage payment. I said, yeah, but I, I came from mortgages. I know how long. I can, I can wait 45 days before anybody will even look into it. And given the market the way it is right now, it's probably 60 days. So if everything goes wrong, I've at least got a time to catch up. And he was like, Oh, my God. How are we? Well, yeah, and like, you're I, bringing up a, a very important point, Dawn, about when you are listening to your own inner voice, but you're not mm-hmm. getting any support anywhere around you for it. And that's yeah. tough. I mean, a lot of people cave yeah. over situations like that. But that's exactly the yeah. time that you need to continue to stand strong and say, no, I yeah. know what I'm doing and what I'm thinking, feeling, mm-hmm. whatever, is in alignment. Yeah. And that's how it is, even though it may look 
uh, very different to other people. That part doesn't matter. But it, they can try to wear you down. And I think people can get worn down today pretty easily and stop listening mm, to themselves. Mm. And that's why I think this is an important conversation. But we do have a caller I want to uh, get on oh, okay. uh, to the show. And also, uh, after that, I'd like to visit a couple of things because we've had some very big political things going on. We've had the mm. disclosure movement happening and I was I wanted to ask you what you see coming with some of these things. So let me get the caller on the air. This is from okay. someone from area code two oh one. Hi, you're live on the air. What's your name? Hello. Hello. Hi, you're on the air with us. Do you have a question for Don? Uh yes I do. Okay, go ahead. Hi, Dawn. Hi. What's your question? Uh, my husband just shocked me. My husband actually came and said something to me that I've been trying to get him to see for quite a while. My birthday is January 5th, 1965. And I just want to know if this is the right time to make a move that I've been trying to move, make a move? Well, it does look like you've got the opportunity to put the past behind you and start a life that's more in alignment with who you are because it seems like there's a new beginning coming for you. And, yeah, you're not mm-hmm. sure. Should I, should I jump? Shouldn't I? But you're actually coming out of a rough time right now. You've got some tools and resources. Do you, do you have children? Do you have a son? Yes. Yes, okay. I have three. Something about, okay, something about sons helping you as well. Um, and that could be emotionally, of course, financially. It could be in lots of different ways. But it's like you're really ready to start a life that brings you more happiness and joy. It seems like there's been some tragedy, and mm-hmm. you've had enough of that. It's like, yes, I, that's that's fine, but I need something new. So you've got something new coming along which is going to bring mm-hmm. about a huge change for you. That's going to bring about more happiness for you as well. Does that help? Yeah, I'm trying to move into my mom's okay. house. I've been taking care of it. And What's no one has way? assisted me but my husband. And it's been okay. rough. I've been paying, paying out of pocket everything. And my siblings, because I'm maintaining, just trying to get money out of me that they don't deserve at this point, and they know it, and everybody else knows it, because I saved this house, and I'm ready to move. My husband has exhausted all his resources, and I'm the one that's working, and I'm ready to move so I can so relieve some of the burden. Mm-hmm. So move. Move then. Definitely. I mean, move. That's what it is that you need to do. Then move. Because you've got change and coming. I mean, and I, it's, I, I mean, he just literally said something to me right before you picked up my call. And I'm like, I was shocked that it came out of his mouth. Because I kept telling him this is what they would want us to do anyway. Forget about the rest because they didn't participate. They didn't contribute. And at the end of the day, I saved this property. I'm paying for a property that's vacant, and I'm not living there. Mm-hmm. And it's a strain, and my husband got sick. 
and they all know it. And I know that my parents would want me to go and restore the house and keep it. And what's stopping you actually doing that? It was him, and he just came to me and said, Pride, go before the fall. Does that mean you're moving or not? Because it looks to me like you're moving. Yes, I am moving. Good. And good. tomorrow, my son, because my son just left. My son just left last week. Him and his baby and his girlfriend, and they they went to like her family's house and took a little flat there. And I'm glad he went because he was a distraction. I mean, he's close enough. I can help him if I have to. But he, he I was concerned about him, but not, I didn't realize I had to let him go. Realize, you know. It's your turn. The grass is always isn't always green on the other side, but we have to move up. Yes, you do. Yeah, your turn now. And the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence, but you still have to mow the lawn. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, you know that's what I do over there. The only the only enjoyment that I get at my mom's house yeah. is to go there and mow the lawn, and I cannot wait. To go and get up the way that they would want it to be fixed. Good. Well, then go do that. And it's killing everyone that I'm doing it. And it not doesn't matter what it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. This is the era of what do you need to give yourself the freedom in a wide variety of areas of your life. Whatever that is, go do it. Mm-hmm. You cannot be listen. My, my father. My father's. Um, I'm sorry. You can't think about what other people want or what other people say. You have to be right. you and do what feels correct for you. And if this feels mm-hmm. correct, then go do it. And then tell everybody. Thank you, Miss. You know, I was born in England, but I was raised here. Oh, wow. Where about My parents were part of the Windrush generation. Oh, and wow. they literally came to this country and started all over again. And I wow. couldn't watch everything that they worked for go down the drain. But it has yeah. cost me so much heartache. And like tomorrow's my father's anniversary of his of him transitioning. Mm-hmm. But he transitioned back in ninety <laughs> six. My mom transitioned twelve years ago and it's been rough. I literally have been going through a struggle with my entire family since my mom died. It took me seven years to even step foot back in my mother's house. Wow. Well, sounds like you need to step foot in that other house and spend some time on the lawn that you feel so good about. Yeah, that's <laughs> my mom's house. I'm going to fix it up because they left. Yeah. They, they, they destroyed it, and, I, and they, they destroyed everything. And I had to pick up the pieces, and I'm going to put it back together again, and I don't care who want to get mad. But when I see him in court, I'll tell the judge the same thing. Just, I have my right. Yeah. Because I've been paying well, for it. They won. Well, well thank good you luck for with everything. Yes, thank you and for calling you in. Thank you so good much. Luck. I mean, this was, this was confirmation, because just as he said something to me, it was an ironic thing. You picked up my call. <laughs> And I, what yeah. I was going to talk to you about, it changed my entire question. But thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. 
You're welcome. Good luck. Thank you. Oh, that's great. Well, you put somebody on the right Mm. path there, and that's wonderful to give that kind of support. So let's just take another. We're running out of time, but I wanted to ask you, when you look at the chart for where we're headed, and I'm sure you're watching like we are, all of this incredible insanity going on in the political world. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, what do you see? We've asked astrologers before. Do you see Biden finishing out his term, or is he going to be ejected? Is he going to be leaving that post? It, you know, it's about the government as a whole. So, you know, it's about digging up what's working and what's not working. And it's very complicated because of, well, it's very complicated because of the, the way politics has changed in the last few years in this country. Um, it's actually become, we, we know a lot more now, and we, we're trying to decide individually as we go back you know, as we go back into the Aquarius, Pluto and Aquarius, what we want individually for ourselves. So the shift is going to be much, I mean, there's definitely a shift that's going on because I think about the fact that we've had all this technological change in a hundred years. Look back a hundred years and look at the technology now, but we haven't grown spiritually you know, right. we're human, be- we're human beings having a spiritual experience, but we're not growing spiritually. We're not understanding other people. You know, um, it, it, you know, it, we're not. It's so important that we stop getting into other people's business. There needs to be limitations on certain things, but not on others. We're going through a shift and a change in this country because the country was only capitalist. You can't just have a capitalist society. You have to have social reform as well. But it's what does that look like? So there's going to be a lot of change when it comes to that, certainly over the next 20 years, um, you know, because we've got newer generations coming in. It's not my ideal that both men who will probably represent their parties are both what we call in England old age pensioners. They ought to both be out with their great-grandchildren enjoying themselves, both. However, you've got people who are doing different things that appeal to different types of people. Um, Hate is never going to win. It's just never going to win. And control, it's not going to win because we're moving into Pluto and Aquarius, which is about freedom. So, yeah. Okay, well, that's this good stuff? because the, now yeah. they're talking about doing another lockdown, uh, issuing mandates on vaccines. All of that control stuff is yeah. coming back, that's, and they're predicting well, that's, that oh, for the that's fall. Only because we're in the, that's only because we're in the last vestiges of Pluto and Capricorn. It, that's, it may not actually happen, um, but it does go away. When Pluto, I mean, we are going to have Pluto in Aquarius next year for a little while in January for a few months, then it's going to go back again and the last time into Capricorn. So we're going backwards and forwards between 
you know, what's important and what's not. You know, my eldest son is not vaccinated. I am because I was going to the Cayman Islands and they wouldn't let me in. So I didn't mm-hmm. have, you know, I didn't have a choice. If I wanted to go and do the work I do on the Cayman Islands, I was going to need to do that. My husband and my youngest son just didn't want to. Then suddenly one day they decided they would get vaccinated. I have no idea. I didn't push them. I didn't, I didn't do anything with it. And my eldest son kept on saying, I can't believe it's mandates and stuff like that. I go, yeah, welcome to being a woman. You know, like, I have no sympathy for you. Sorry, honey. But, you know, when you're a woman and you're having your rights taken away, I don't really care about anybody else's rights at the moment. And it took me a long time for him to accept that. Like, I have never, I said, I never forced you to get a vaccine and you've not had one. And he goes, no. And I go, so nobody should be able to force me what to do with my body if I can't force you what to do with yours. And so he sort of, he really understood that. But this is this backwards and forwards between Capricorn, which rules institutions that want to govern us, and the Aquarius energy where it's like, well, wait a minute, that kind of system is not working. It needs to be changed in this way. So people who are trying, it's the last vestiges of Capricorn, book bans and, and banning drag queens. I mean, if you look at the list of number of uh, people in schools that have power, that have sexually abused children, none of them are drag queens. None of them. They're all teachers and priests and, you know, people who are in charge of children when their parents aren't around. So it's like that's a Capricorn thing that's going on there. And what about, okay, so let me ask you about this because we're kind of out of time here, so I'm going to wrap this up with this question. We also have this disclosure movement that's taking place, which those of us that have been involved in the UFO and ET stuff for over 40 years are looking at it Mm. with a jaundiced eye going, oh, please, you know, you're you're dribbling and drabbling out all of this crap as if you don't really know what this is. When you know mm. exactly what it is, you're just lying again, yeah. but in a different way. Yeah. So what do you yeah. see happening with that? Because I have two questions. One is, why are they letting that out now? They must be up against the wall somewhere. And the other question is, what's going to happen with all of this? Are we going to be facing Project Bluebeam, where they try to scare us into a fake alien invasion, or is it going to be something else? What do you think? Well, again, with Pluto going into Aquarius, we're going to find out more information as part of, of what it is, and that the government has been suppressing something, and not just on this, on a lot of different things. Or, and or we haven't been aware, but that a lot more stuff is going to come to light. Um, and it does, it, it looks more like it might take another 10 years, though, till we're right in the middle of the... Pluto and Aquarius, but there's going to be more documentation that's going to come out. What's, his, what's that guy's name who went to Russia to live? Snowden. There's going to be somebody yes. who does that. There's going mm-hmm. to be somebody who discloses things. And of course, once you disclose it here, it's disclosed to the world. That's going to make some kind of a change, but they're also going to be banished you know, to another country. Um, so there's going to be more of that. There's going to be more information coming out, um, more questions being asked, and more difficulty in keeping quiet. 
Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Mm. Well, thank you for yeah. sharing that. I, I, we're we're always trying to keep a close eye on what is going on and where this is all coming from. But we know it's all about ownership. The government wants to own this, and it's going to yeah. be tough for them to do it because they've been yeah. very. Yeah. Um, they, they've lied for so long, and so we know not to trust anything they say, and yeah. whatever direction it's coming from. So it, it's an, it's going to be interesting, I'm sure. It but is. Don, I, I just want to. Both of us want to thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. We're going to have to have you come back. Obviously, people would be interested in some short readings on the air, and sure. so we'd love to have you do that next time. And, oh, my goodness, you've given us a lot to think about tonight, Astrologer Dawn. I know. Now, how do people get a hold I of know. you? That's that's something well, that they're going to want to know. Yeah, you can uh, check out my website, which is astrologerdawn.com. All my services are listed there. If you want a consultation, you can get a, you will get a massive discount that's not listed on the website. All you need to do is let me know that you listen to this show and I'll be happy to, to do the hour consultation, which I do include astrology, uh, your relocated charts, human design. If you're involved mm-hmm. with somebody, I look at their information too. I use Tarot, my intuition, and like I said, I'm also a coach. So um, you end up walking away with a lot of information, some of which you may not like and some of which you may love. <laughs> but my job is just to give you the information. You know, I'm just here to give you the information and then you see what happens. Well, you're excellent Perfect. at what you do, Dawn. It's to everybody's benefit to get a hold of you. Yes. Well, thank you very much, PK. Well, we're going to have you back, you so everybody, yeah, thank you so much. And look, um, we're going to have you back because I know people have lined up to actually ask you questions, but we've run out of time. So okay, anyways, that's uh, fine. We will be back yeah. next week, everybody, with another great show. And keep looking at our schedule, and you can also join us again when Astrologer Dawn comes back on the show, and you can ask your questions to her then. So until then, everybody, we will see you on the Blue Highway. Good night. Good night. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another radio adventure with Supernatural Girl. Thank you.